Hello. Hey. Hello. And I forgot to mention, what's up? Hey. <laughs> Drew, we love you. Drew, we love you. Drew Honestly, awesome. if you haven't watched anything by Drew, I can never pronounce her name. Afualo. Afualo? I think like that's it. A F U O L A, I think it is, or something like that. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's iconic. iconic. <laughs> she got three million followers, like, or maybe it's a million. She got like a ton, an insane amount of followers in three months of her being on TikTok doing. Yeah, podcast. she she just hit three million, I think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she's great. She's great. Love her. Her now not, a Drew Stan podcast. She we only talk about Drew from this point on. I'm very sorry. Thank you so much. Uh, we will not be taking any input. Thank you. <laughs> and if you are a person who gets offended easily by women who call out certain kinds of BS, I would still watch it and you can you can learn a lesson. So you can learn so much. <laughs> So much interesting content. So anyway, um, hello and welcome to this podcast that we do together. It's 2022. It's, we haven't talked to you guys in a year. Heckin' oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. How long we have gone without recording a podcast um, Also, can we just say a little like morning prayer for, morning is in M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. We recorded a beautiful episode. We did. Okay. I want to emphasize it was stunning. It was gorgeous. It was it was red voluptuous. Mm-hmm. It was everything you want in a TCT sure. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And due to COVID and 9-11, the technical gods were like, and lightning and thunder and rain. How can you ruin this for you? And literally, we can't use it. So I I personally am heartbroken. Emma's heartbroken, although not as much. Um Okay, can I just take a quick, uh, I'm very upset. We wanted to get an episode out to you last week. Yeah. And we couldn't because of these technical difficulties. Okay, so I've had an Apple Watch for a hot minute now. Sure. And I haven't worn it because the white white band that it came with just freaks me out. Aesthetically, it freaks me out. Okay. So for Christmas, I got this really cute rose gold band Mm, that... My husband got me. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I can wear it now. Like, I can be one of those people. I can wear it. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, it's like, hey, stand up, which I actually like because, you know, I I personally, my race is potato. Um, sure. And my... <laughs> I identify as spud, personally. Yeah, I am, I am a massive potato, especially... If I'm left to my own devices, I will just stay on the couch for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. And eventually I'll become part of the couch, a yeah. la Pirates of the Caribbean, when they like blend into the ship and they like come yeah. out of the wall. Mm-hmm. That's me and my couch. But um, <laughs> so it tells you to stand. But I think the system is flawed, which makes me doubt everything about it because I just got a notification to stand and I was like, oh, don't worry, I'm doing the podcast. I'm not going to stand now, Apple Watch. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later, I got a little ba-bing. It was like, you did it. Thanks so much for standing. And I was like, I have not stood. <laughs> it must have just flagged your jostling around. As well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, stand. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you seen the video where it's like these kids on TikTok don't know? And it's like what we used to do to the song. Hang on. I got it. No, oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I need to find it. Um, but it's basically like what we used to do to hip hop songs in in our day. Sure. Um, and it was 
so true. But as I go find this, Emma, what's going on with you? Okay, well, I specifically made a note about something to mention during the chit chat, and let me just look at it. Oh, so I told my family this, and they were fascinated and obsessed and attempted to record, but I did not allow it because that would take away from its effectiveness. And that is out crazying the crazies on the streets of New York and what you have to do to accomplish that. And I will tell you a tried and true method. It's not getting aggressive. It's not yelling. It is acting like a gorilla. And you have to monkey it up. You act like a gorilla and they don't know what to do with that. So like I'm walking down the street, right? Let's say aggressive guy. Oh, hey, baby. Insert misogynistic comment here. And then they get upset when you won't respond, right? I first, first of all, I ignore them. That's the first thing I do. If they continue, this is what you do. You turn around or face them in whichever direction they are. Mm-hmm. You act like east, west. You find them north, south, west. Who can say west? But you act like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. And this is what you 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 hunker down. And you kind of spread out a little bit. And you go. Oh, and you kind of like go towards them and then back a little bit and then like towards and back and you act like a monkey and that's how you out crazy the crazies because hannah what would you do if someone started acting a gorilla towards you on the street you would want to get very far away from that person you'd be like no Um, i'm I'm just letting you know you don't even need to act like a gorilla for me to want to get away from you on the street (laughs) i literally don't want to be near anyone sure ever but let's just imagine for a moment that you (laughs) are a predator of some kind i would i would go I would go. Sure. Um, you would not be interested in staying near a person who's willing to personally. Act in I wouldn't. Such a way. I personally wouldn't. You know. I, I have not encountered many people who are comfortable. It's usually a very like shocked reaction. And personally, me, I wouldn't. <laughs> but so this is a free tip from me to all of you. If you're on a busy street or you live somewhere where people tend to harass you, act like <clears throat> a gorilla. Act like an absolute crazy person. And it will work. I'm telling you, out crazy the crazy. Don't do it at night when you're alone. Broad daylight is best. you're fine. And always carry some mace as backup. But it works in my experience. I can't find it. But essentially, I have the audio. I just don't have the actual video. But essentially, this guy's standing there and he's like, these kids on TikTok don't know what we Mm -hmm. used to do when this song came on. Hang on. There might be an ad. There's an ad. Hang okay. on. This message brought to you by the GCD. I'm not giving them free airtime. They don't pay us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. Is this the one where you go? Yeah, it's like the <laughs> dance, and he was like clapping between his legs. I mean, y'all don't know. (laughs) You don't know. Because what you don't see Hannah and I doing is what we used to do, which is where you are driving a pretend car. It's got a whole dance to it. But literally, he was standing. And he like... down. (laughs) Yeah, he was standing. And he was like... First, let me hop out. And he like clapped under his legs, like each one yeah. came up. Mm-hmm. And then he started doing the whip dance. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they really don't know. And don't. Emma and I were talking about this earlier. It's that feeling of like, when you have a memory unlocked, mm-hmm. where it's just like a sphere and your head goes, 
<laughs> and then immediately you're like, whoa. I had that with the jump on it dance when I was home for Jump Christmas. on it. Jump on it. Because that was so every. And then so I was like, Mississippi, jump on it. Anyway, because it's every state basically that he goes through and is like, jump yeah. on it, whatever. It's a whole thing. It was a whole dance for it. And when you were a millennial back in there, the noughties, you knew the dance. And Back in the naughty noughties. But my swim team, that was like our song that we would come in with. So like we were going to a rival team's pool. <laughs> exactly. Globo gym. Less, less dodgeball-y cringe. But we'd come in and my friend Tyler, he always brought his like Bluetooth boombox with him wherever we went. So he'd connect his what iPod. What a trendsetter. I know. He would connect his iPod to it and we'd blast jump on it coming into the rival gym's bow, gym, bow, the rival pool. Bow, bow, and we'd bow. dance. And there was one me in particular where it was we had an actual dance off with the other team and it was very bring it on of us <laughs> so <laughs> okay here's something that i was doing by myself the other day that i really wish people could witness mm-hmm. um i was walking out of my house and for no reason at all i went burr it's, it's cold, cold in here. I'm a, let me be a Toro in the <laughs> atmosphere i said oh oe oe ice 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 and i'm like why is that in my brain forever? But I can't do math. <laughs> hey, question, Lord, up there, hanging out in heaven. Literally, I was question. like, why do I make bad choices instead of good ones? Like, <laughs> All I can conclude is that that's just who I am and I have to embrace it. So, But yeah, I was literally, part of me. I was walking through the hallway and I was like, Burr, it's cold. <laughs> I mean, oh, yo, it yo, was yo. like. It was the movie of our time. I'm sorry. It was. You and I'll Kirsten, tell you this you for have free. Gabrielle, it's like the brother was not attractive. I mean, and nobody I, talks about it. Okay, well, 12-year-old me definitely thought he was attractive. He's like a low-rent Jess. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's definitely no Jess, but he wasn't that funny. He's not attractive. I don't get it. <laughs> He's got kind of like, because he doesn't have a whole lot of speaking portions, I guess you could argue that he has like the mysterious older brother trope going on. And I would honestly have loved to have the toothbrush scene with my brother's friends when we were younger. I would have died for that moment. But it's fine. It's yeah, fine. but like if I were Kirsten Dunst and I was in that bathroom with him, I would have been like, can you pass me the toothpaste? Hey, and I would have so walked you're out. Standing sink. <laughs> like, and, it, so. and you're there. <laughs> But your mouth is full, so you can't say it. So you go, and now Hannah and I are actually movie sound effects individuals. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pixar, for believing in us. <laughs> so, um, okay. Do you have any other chit chatting that you have to do? Do I have any other chats to chit? Um, I. Ugh, debatable. Yeah, I'll say it now because I'm going to use my tea to cover my work stuff. Okay. Um, so I have recently embarked on a journey which mm-hmm. has a lot of twists and turns. I don't really know what the destination is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll figure it out when I get there. Have you seen that audio? The, the where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> Who, who's going with you? <laughs> don't know yet. Yes. <laughs> How are you going to get there? Not sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the kind of journey that I'm on. Um, and it is that I'm doing Pilates. It's true. She is literally twisting and turning. I'm 
quite literally pilotting my life away. And by that, I mean doing it two to three times a week per my schedule. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) like, I I really like it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I didn't expect to like it. And here's why. I looked at Pilates as one of those workouts that like skinny people do to make themselves feel like they're working out, but Mm -hmm. actually they're just metabolically thin. And then they're like, I do Pilates. And And so I won't, won't, that's not untrue a lot of the time. (laughs) I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I never thought that the workout was actually a good workout. Yeah. And so, but I had that question in the back of my mind, which Emma and I talked about it a few weeks ago. And I was like, I know that we have put this into judgment mode. We've Mm -hmm. decided that we don't like Pilates or anyone who does it, but I'm thinking of taking her out of the judgment file and putting her into the maybe pile. Okay. And honestly, I really like it. Um, The only downside is I, you guys, I've not been this sore in In so long. Like I was trying to sit down earlier and I was like, like Um, had to lower myself so slowly i have to live here now so and yeah this is my new house and by house i mean i physically can't move from this spot um so yeah i i chose to do a pilates workout on new year's eve and then like enjoyed the night on new year's eve and like danced at my friend's house and i was like yeah this is fine my legs shaking is normal and then i woke up the next morning and i had to physically pick up my legs to move them like Mm -hmm. pain without love pain can't get enough it's just pain (laughs) no upsides just pain (laughs) um (laughs) i am considering pilates but right now i'm just trying she's looking at the journey that i'm on and she's like maybe that's a good journey for me i'm looking down the road i'm like that could be interesting I can see myself on that journey. (laughs) I'm on this road also, though, where, like, I need to make use of my gym because I pay so much for it. So, like, I can do Pilates there because there's a bunch of, like, empty rooms unless there's classes. So I can just go in there and Pilates my life up. And I'm like, but is this something that I want to do publicly? I have not yet decided. So, um, I will say I'm on a different kind of journey that's not related to physical fitness. And that is I am making reels more often. So I loved your reels. Did They're you so good. genuinely? Okay, because the one about my dad has 25,000 views on TikTok. Right I now. know. That's crazy. Emma me. just discovered that the internet is really connected. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I've never had that many views on a video of any kind, you yeah. know, but apparently the whole internet can relate to daddy issues. So <laughs> ta-da, here we are. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> here's my niche. Here's the, the route that I need to take, <laughs> apparently. This is so. my brand, and that should have been clearer to me sooner i'll say so i think (laughs) i might do like a story time series of my father joining a cult on the talk dude that'd be mental so like guess what my dad joined a cult and no you've never heard of it um so So i watched a netflix (sighs) i can't remember what it was called but i watched a netflix documentary on a couple of cults and it's so wild yeah like just watching it and i watched part of the lula rich thing yeah that was wild for sure um rich is did you watch the way down yet oh you don't have hbo i don't think you can no i don't have hbo i (gasps) wish you could watch it although so i got like a free trial of now tv which shows like hbo shows over here Mm -hmm. some of them it's it's not all of them but some of them yeah 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 and i watched 
arguably the worst thing I've watched this year or okay. last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was shocked by it. Okay. Do you want to know what it is? I do. And just like that. I was so disappointed. I was so angry. I was so hurt. I it's the Sex and the City reboot. Oh, right, 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 right. And I've it's heard called bad things. And just that. like that. And it's horrible. I did hear that I've never horrible. watched it. I'm not interested in watching it because a world without Samantha is not a world that I want to live in. But Okay, first of all, they like make a huge deal about the fact that she's not there. Right. There's something about like Samantha ghosts Carrie or something like that. I don't know. Like, Carrie. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Fast forward. I don't know. What are we normally talking about? Things? So. Four hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fast forward for like 20 minutes and then you'll get there, um, which is not unrealistic. But <laughs> so spoiler alert. Basically, uh-huh. they in the first episode, they are in the first episode in the first like five minutes mm-hmm. they're going into this brunch place that like is super busy and it's just really awkward uh-huh. and they are standing there and one of their friends mitzi von something or other who was in the original show for like 10 minutes comes she, up to them and, the one on drag race they recreated her yeah okay, got it got it yeah I know what you're talking about. she had like one episode that she was there for. yeah okay so she came up and she was like hi where's samantha and they go she's no longer with us and they leave it for a minute and they're like oh not like because of covid or anything like that she just moved abroad and you're like you're just staring at your screen like what is what is happening so essentially the fast forward to like 10 minutes after the brunch carrie and miranda are walking away and she's like have you tried to Miranda's like, have you tried to reach out to Samantha? And she's like, she won't return my calls. Like, I knew that going out of the book business was going to be tough. I didn't need a publicist anymore because I didn't have books coming out. So I had to let her go. And she took it really badly. So basically, the premise is Samantha packed up and moved to London and isn't returning any phone calls or texts, which, by the way, is a life plan. Can I tell you? But (laughs) would recommend to a friend. But the premise is that she's now not speaking to them and that's why she's not in the reboot and it's just like and carrie's doing like a sex talk podcast with these like there's one who i think is non-binary and uh one person who's non-binary and one like heterosis male and they're on this podcast and there's it's terrible it's a terrible podcast first of all but also like carrie is awful at it mm. and i'm just like Wah. It feels sort of like when you throw in the, like, I hate this word, but like the woke portion to make your show inclusive. That's what it feels. No, they did. It feels very No, they did because Miranda's first day, she goes to get like a master's in, um, uh, it's it's like public policy or something like that, but she wants human rights. She goes to get a human rights master's because she, the, the backstory is she like saw what was happening with the Muslim ban and she mm-hmm. quit her corporate law job to become a human rights lawyer and advocate. Mm-hmm. But she basically verbally vomits all over this professor who's black. And she's like, why is your hair like that? Oh, I don't mean your hair. I mean, like, she has like a 40 minute diatribe of like all the things you shouldn't say. And they make a point of having her do that. And I'm like, 
Miranda's not an idiot. Like, why Why would she just now be like, oh, I didn't know how to talk to Black people until this moment in 2021? Like, what? I mean, I understand they're trying to be, like... They're just trying to be woke for woke sake. or, yeah, but, like, that's not the way to do First of all, Sex and the City did not end so long ago that you couldn't have addressed social issues at the time you know but also that was never the premise of the show so that was never a component of it it was not a cultural show Mm -hmm. in the sense that it addressed things going on in the world right and it's not that you can't encounter those as an individual but don't I, i hate and a lot of shows have done this and i can't vibe with that because it feels like you're doing it to get woke points to me you're not doing it because you want to be inclusive and you want to relate to the world at large or make everyone feel like they have a part in the show just be the show that you set out to be you know and leave the i don't know education to the people that actually like genuinely have a stake in it i guess it feels disrespectful to me because it feels like you're trying to use it for comedic Mm -hmm. relief Mm -hmm. and trying to like put it as like a a storyline facet instead of having it be real life because a lot of these shows the premise is this is their real life quote unquote even though it's obviously scripted and fake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you're following this person through their life right and so to have these like dramatic fake encounters it's very weird it's um it's very artificial and like we all know the show is fake but you could argue there's points of it where like during the original series you're like oh that could viably happen you know yeah like Like none of it was outlandish no and then for this to happen it's kind of like i i i just feel like you've taken yourself away from like the whole point of what the show was you know and i would i can't speak for people of color or people who identify as non-binary or trans or gay you know but as a woman, when it happens in shows where people kind of like try to artificially make women's issues a big deal, I'm like, yeah. I don't feel like you're accomplishing anything, you know? Yeah. Like you randomly inserting like an abortion case into a show that has never worried about it before, so to speak, you know? I don't feel that like you've accomplished anything. For yeah, me, to me, it's trivializing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so did you hear about all this stuff with Christopher Noth, Mr. Big? I heard there was someone on an ambulance and she didn't call it. That's all I heard. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Again, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes was realistic. <laughs> I was being serious, but I'm doing another one in case you tune back in. Okay. And you're worried. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. Point. Part okay. two. Okay. Talk So he is on the Peloton. Okay. No word of a lie. And he is like going through this workout and then he starts to go oh, left arm. And I'm like, OK, so you're going to die. And then because that's how they kill sure, any sure, man sure. in a show. Okay. They're just like okay. left arm pain, <laughs> dead, um, which obviously indicates a heart attack because one of the symptoms is yeah. left arm pain. Anyway, so he goes and like stumbles towards the shower, tries to call Carrie, can't get through to her. Then in an inordinate amount of time later, she heads back through New York City traffic from a school recital. So So he like collapses after sending a text. We see her get the text, wait like 20 minutes of like goodbyes and then get a cab, which I'm like, that's another 40 minutes. So we're talking an hour here, okay? Mm -hmm. He still collapsed near the shower holding his arm and like breathing shallowly. She just like 
holds him and like she's like john 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 wake up john and i'm like and you're just you're waiting because you're like she's gonna call 911 right Obviously. she's gonna she's gonna call 911 because anyone who had a partner who collapsed who was obviously not well would call 911 in that scenario. I, mean, I would call getting the text and be like, I'm not home, but my partner is having a heart attack and texted me. You would send someone to help him, right? I would. Oh, she, she just got the text that said, let's go up to the Hamptons tonight. They were going to drive I up see. to the Hamptons. Okay. So basically it was like, don't go for a drink after because we're going to drive. And she was like, great. So she headed straight home. And by straight home, again, 20 minutes of goodbyes. Mm -hmm. But anyway... You watch her for an agonizing eight minutes, just holding him and crying and going, John, John. And then at the end, they like close scene and they're like, and just like that, they died. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, why how are you wait? not going to call an ambulance? But also, why would you wait so long to kill off Big? Why? For what Why would purpose? you bring him back for 40 minutes? Just to kill him. Arguably, 30 minutes of which he was not in. All I can say is that indicates to me that Carrie was like, I'm done with your shit. And I'm just going to wait it out. <laughs> but basically, so all of the Christopher Noss stuff, so the actor behind it, he was accused, I think, four or five weeks ago now, of sexual misconduct, I think, mm. was the charge. It was like he was inappropriately touching a waitress and like tried to get her to go home with him. Mm. Um, and this, he was accused three times, thrice, and he was dropped by his management company, um, which he was already killed off from Sex and the City. So I don't know why they dropped him because what else was he doing? Sure. But um, <laughs> apparently he was gonna be in a TV show that has also dropped him. Um, but yeah, he was accused of some sort of, uh, it wasn't assault in the terms of like, um, full assault, but it was um, inappropriate. Mm. And I think, I think maybe one of them was actually assault. Um, but anyway, so I think he's going to be going to court. But like all of that was coming out just after the and just like that release on mm. HBO. Mm. And you're like, wow. And then all of the stuff with um, Fantastic Beast, because Johnny Depp obviously got dropped. Apparently that's very controversial because I thought it was like an open and shut case. And I've heard stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't like, I don't understand. Well, thankfully she got dropped by Aquaman, but. Did she? Yeah. She got Aquaman dropped Amber Heard after the case was complete. As far as I know, I mean, maybe I heard incorrectly, but I'm fairly certain no, so she got dropped. I, I knew all of the stuff about Johnny Depp getting dropped because they made a huge deal about it. Right. Um, I think a year and a half ago before yeah, I, th I want to say since then the case yeah. has been concluded in his favor but so that's what somebody was telling me and I guess I hadn't followed it closely enough but I was under the impression that it was like open and shut case like she could prove abuse mm -mm, and she had all this documentation yeah. Yeah. that's what somebody was telling me and I couldn't believe it because I I guess probably just the early phases of the trial, that's what they were communicating to the press was like, mm -hmm. this is not going to go well for him. Like she has all of this proof and he was really bad and mm -hmm. she was terrified and, you know, kind of evoking memories of the Chris Brown and Rihanna stuff. Right. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, like it doesn't get said enough, but women are just as capable of, you know, abuse as men are. 
they really are. And it's not, it's not as uncommon, but it certainly does happen. And of course, it's no surprise that it, it came out the way it did. And it, it was um, really bad for him because especially with the Me Too movement, you know, you, it's like drop of a hat. Like we hear something happened, bye, you're gone. Like we can't abide that reputation sitting with us. So. Well, and now I'm like, are you, are you going to get any sort of reparation from the talent I mean, company and like films that dropped you after committing to going with you? Like, especially, I mean, I understand that they would drop him if the judgment came out in her favor. Right. But if you're still in an ongoing court case, like that's not great. I mean, to me, it just exacerbates the whole you're guilty until proven innocent trend that is American, you know, justice. And it's frustrating and I had someone, do you remember the guy that I said made a whole Facebook post about me that was mostly just talking about what I post on social media, who was upset that I didn't support Rittenhouse? No, I have, okay. no, no, no. Tell okay. me the story. I'll tell you. So a long time ago after the Rittenhouse verdict came out and like, granted, I didn't follow every single portion of it. And I understand that it came out that he was acting in self-defense, but I'm just saying if you cross state lines with those, like a weapon that you cannot legally have, you're going for a reason with that weapon. And I think that you're... I just think you having an illegal weapon, like, that should be good. Like, right. why do we have that? What are we using that for? And I... I Maybe he was being attacked. Maybe he wasn't. Whatever. The court decided in his favor. Fine. But my issue is if you're going somewhere where you know you're going to engage in hostility with someone because you disagree with what they're protesting, you have an ulterior motive. And that's how I feel about it. So, of course, I was like, if you support him, I'm not interested in, like, associating with you. Because to me, it's not as open and shut as the conservatives are making it seem. Because had the like, had it been a reverse situation and someone who was, like, pro-BLM went to, like, a pro-cop protest and shot people, oh imagine imagine how that would have come out on but that But that's side. not how it works because that's not the reality of right. the situation. Like, it's definitely the opposite where yeah. – people of color are constantly victimized and shot at by people who don't agree with them. And it was white people who got shot, but they were in support of BLM. Okay. You know, so it wasn't, he didn't shoot any people of color as far as I know, but he did. And one was like, oh, well, he was a pedophile that got shot. So it's okay. And I'm like, that's interesting because Epstein's people have come out as being open pedophiles and Trump has been reported as being on that plane and you guys are still idolizing him. So why isn't it a problem? I'm, I'm confused. Why is it not a problem when your people are pedophiles? Like, explain it to me. So anyway, double standards everywhere. This guy from Ohio, some guy that I don't really know, and I kind of like forget about him until he does something like this because he's always trying to engage in some sort of like hostility because he's he doesn't believe in COVID vaccines. You know, he's he's the most extreme. He's a he's a cunatic, basically. So he made a whole Facebook post. Months. Is that a conservative lunatic? It's, you know, QAnon, Cunatic. Okay. <laughs> it's like, He's a Cunatic. I, but I can see how you would have thought because the, the C sound. So, but um, it's it goes both ways. But okay. he, and this is way after I'd made the Rittenhouse post. It was like delayed reaction. I think maybe he had been banned and probably saw it when he came back, which I think is all you really need to know about him. But um, <laughs> he made a whole Facebook post about, he was confronting me about what I'd said about Rittenhouse. And then... He had one sentence of like 
something something written house and then was like oh but we know that you're just going to try and change minds with all the you know slutty stuff you post online and how you post your ass on social media blah 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 and i was wait like, like he tagged you yeah he tagged me in this <gasps> and so i got it and i was i was like okay interesting reaction so i went to that post and i always, i commented i was like this is the most pathetic thing i've ever seen and he proceeds to like engage with me he's not trying to debate or ask me like why do you feel the way you feel about rittenhouse he's trying to like argue with me and call me a hoe basically and he was like well like why don't like let's talk about it well he's like trying to like gotcha me basically you know and all my whole thing everything i'm commenting back is like you clearly are not the kind of person who can engage in like a genuine adult conversation about a controversial topic because you personally attacked me and therefore I have nothing to say to you because you made it, you took it from social issue to personal issue. And I don't engage with people who are going to insult Because me. you don't have any facts. You don't have any facts to have a discussion that's informed on right. a social or cultural issue. What you have are insults that you are going to slide in and hope that people don't notice that you have no logical argument whatsoever. Right. And I like, can't stand people like that. I was just like, I mean, I have like nothing to say to you because this is like, because I don't care about you. I'm not going to insult you. That's so much of my time. Right. Like, what? I don't care. Like, I, feelings, I don't care. My feelings are not hurt. I'm very, I'm very okay with what I put out there and the person that I portray myself to be. And you telling me like, yeah, well, that's just like slutty or blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care what you think because like I have no stake in how you feel about me. I just don't. So, but also you've man. done a lot of work on yourself mm -hmm. and on your, <sighs> I want to say your, your aesthetic, your content, like you've really honed what it is you want to do, what you're interested in putting out online. And it's not coming from a space of need and it used to, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like for someone to insult you on the basis that you're showing too much or you're putting out, you know, over the top content to me, it's like, it's not only not hurtful, but it's also not relevant because if you were going to insult me, you really missed your, your, you missed your window. Like uh, this would have been great. Way back. This would have been great material like five years ago. This would have been point blank. Boom. Like amazing. Mm -hmm. Five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Now it, it's just not that helpful. I appreciate that you tried. Um, <laughs> I, I, you mm -hmm. know, Good. you were there. So... so I mean, it truly, like, I told him on there, I was like, if you were truly interested in having a conversation with me about what I feel and, like, why I think the way I think, you would have messaged me and we could have had that conversation. For you to bring it immediately to a public forum says to me that you're trying to, like, embarrass me or you're trying to be like, ooh, you're wrong and I want to show all my the people that I'm friends with because it's a giant echo chamber of what I believe why you're wrong. And I was just like, I'm not engaging. Like, I'm just not. He ended so, up deleting the status, but. I bet he did because stupid people eventually find someone who tells them the truth. But anyway, I I was watching the Jim Gaffigan special, Comedy Monster, the Love. new one. Mm -hmm. So funny. Um, <laughs> but it just reminds, yeah. it just reminds me of this. Like there was this part where he was like, we all have friends who are crazy and <laughs> those people identified themselves during the pandemic like i didn't know that they were crazy and then they'd post a status or like say something and i'm like oh 
oh, you're insane. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, mm-hmm. he's like, um, like one of my friends, really nice guy. He's like, you know, this isn't really what he said, but he was using it as an example. He's like, Tom Hanks eats babies. <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't think Tom Hanks eats babies. And he's like, Tom Hanks eats babies. And if you don't think Tom Hanks eats babies, you eat babies. <laughs> it's like, but you know, you there know are people what? who genuinely believe that Tom Hanks has been assassinated and replaced with a clone. Because, you know, that's an essential element of the apocalypse well, is having Hillary a Duff fake has Tom been, Hanks. Hillary Duff, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff has been replaced. Maybe. Because it's a huge list of celebrities that QAnon goes through. They're like, executed, assassinated, executed. And they truly believe that Nancy Pelosi has been, like, beheaded three times. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's a lot of beheadings. Well, it's like she gets replaced because of the deep state, blah, 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 you know, like, oh, let's put out the clone. And I'm like, can I have a clone (laughs) to like go to class for me? Honestly, I could really use a personal assistant. So if if any cloners are listening, hello, um, we will take four. Thank you. (laughs) So but at the end, he was like, he was like, yeah. So uh, I just thought about it and I was like, yep. Tom Hanks eats babies. Always looked like <laughs> a baby eater to me. <laughs> like, I always knew something was off about that man. And so, like, <laughs> when people talk like this, I'm like, you eat babies. <laughs> like, well, the same person, to his credit, he did message me this time. I think he learned his lesson that, like, I'm not the one to tag in a Facebook post. Okay, look, quick sentence, and then you can say what you have to say, because it's clearly very important. Hannah's Okay, I right just, now. I just, this is how I'm starting 2022. Okay. okay? And I really thought about it, you know, like people are like, I want to set an intention for my new year. Like, what do you want going into your new year? Mm-hmm. This is my whole vibe. Okay? okay. Okay. And I am not the one. This is this is just a quick shout out to anyone that comes in contact with me today. Today is not the day. And I am not the one. Thank you. <laughs> truly. That's my, that's my mantra for 2022. I mean, truly, you can come. <laughs> I won't be there. Today is not the day, and I am not the one. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, it's kind of like politely rebuffing people. Like, no, no, you can try. I am unfortunately unavailable for comment. Listen, my time is expensive. It okay. Really um, and I can't tell you how much I'm underpaid. <laughs> okay, out in these streets, I am not um, making enough for my time. You know, <laughs> I. I eat food all the time, and no companies have offered for me to review their food and give me money. And you know what? It's not even baby. Not one. It's it's regular food. So, okay. My last comment before we can yeah. actually dive into our our podcast, which is is that the same person messaged me. To his credit, he did message me because, like I said, I think he learned his lesson in that tagging me in a post and trying to be like, look, followers, look how great at debating I am is probably not going to work out in your favor. Um, he messaged me and I didn't respond because this is an issue I've never spoke on. I've never made any effort to give public opinion. And I knew that he was once again, not trying to find out how I felt and like have a discussion. He was trying to get me to say exactly what he thought I would say so that he could tell me that I'm wrong and why I'm wrong. And that was- screenshot it. Right. He wanted to talk about Jesse Smollett. He said, do you think Jesse Smollett is lying? And I just didn't respond. 
Just real quick for the uh, international audience, who? Jesse Smollett is three or so years ago is a guy who fabricated stories about having, so he's a black actor from, I don't know which TV show, Glee maybe, I cannot, no not Glee, gosh what show is it, I can't remember because I don't, I don't watch it, but he came out and said, I was like prejudiced against and I had these situations where I was discriminated against and it turned out to all be false, like none of that had happened to him and so, I mean, the okay. courts ruled that it was a lie. He was lying. And this was just like perjury, basically. And so before the verdict to come out, though, he had messaged me asking about this person. And I had never once made any sort of comment about Jesse Smollett. And I wasn't interested in like giving my opinion. One, because it was still in trial. And it's a sensitive sure. topic. Like, I don't want to be the one to tell someone like, you didn't get discriminated against. You know, it's kind of, it's touchy. Whether yeah. or not I believe it is irrelevant until the courts come back and have like hard evidential proof that it didn't happen to you, you know? And there was a bunch of witnesses who came forward and said like, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. And a lot of them were people of color. So it wasn't like white people were saying, you know. That never happened. Yeah. So, um, but I knew that the, what he'd wanted me to say was like, yeah, I do think he's lying. So he could try to gotcha me and being like, well, aren't you liberal? Don't you support the Black Lives Matter movement? And this, this, and that. Like I knew what he was trying to do. And I was like, I'm not going to buy into this because conservatives, hardcore conservatives only argue in one way. And that's in gotcha arguments. They don't have any actual debate back and forth. Like all they can do is say, well, didn't you say five years ago, this fact right here, you're being contradictory because they don't understand that personal growth is something that we should all try to go through. So. Oh, there's my nerd is going to show, but there's there's a Star Wars quote that's like, it's a sign of the Sith. And, like, all I'm thinking is all these, like, stupid QAnon people in black robes. <laughs> like, hang on. I- I'll Google it. But anyway, we should get into the episode. Sure. You Google eventually. That. I'm going to pause because I forgot to get my charger and I'm at, like, 40%. And I feel like we're going to go beyond that. So I'll be yeah. Back. Yeah. So talking about people who argue without logic. Sure. My nerd's going to show here. But I just literally think of this Star Wars quote. Mm-hmm. And it's. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. (laughs) It's like, it's them talking about, like, it has to be, like, you have to like me or you're my enemy and, like, and things like that. And it's it's the same concept to me of of what you're describing. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to agree with me without any questions whatsoever Mm -hmm. or you're wrong and you're working against me. Like, okay, buddy. Okay. (laughs) I am willing to engage in conversation and like any sort of like discussion that challenges one of my viewpoints if you can provide to me reputable evidence that yeah, yeah. shows that's you know contrary to what i believe you know like well and we've said this before i i don't know if it was on an episode that has lived or not um but we you know i will say for myself but i know you as well like i don't i don't have discussions with people especially anti-vax people largely because I've yet to find an argument that has any sort of merit, that has any sort of logic behind it, that can hold water, that has like any evidentiary substance, or even just like, hey, um, I'm personally not comfortable with this medical facet and Mm -hmm. this is consistent with my beliefs for X, Y, and Z, like none of it. It's all like, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm just not going to have a conversation with you because that would be like me trying to convince you that the sky is blue 
and you being like, well, I don't like primary colors. And you're like, blue's not a primary color, first of all. But second of all, like, it's just, it's not, we're not even. It's all emotion based diatribe and a lot of them will try to bring religion into it and i personally think it's your religious duty to get vaccinated so actually the i really like this um the archbishop of canterbury his name's justin um (laughs) he he was talking about getting vaccinated and and covid and he was saying to him it's a moral issue like Mm -hmm. you if you care about other people, you should get vaccinated yeah. because it's largely not about you. Like it is to protect you and it does have benefits for you, but it's mostly to help other people. Like mm-hmm. it's largely to protect everyone, not just you. And he's like, so to me as a Christian, I feel it's a moral issue to protect other people by doing the most that I can in this body, which is to vaccinate myself, to make sure that I'm going to be less of a threat to other people. Right. And and I agree 100%. I, the argument right now is because of Omicron, the vaccines, quote unquote, don't work. And I'm like, well, first of all, I think there's a misunderstanding about what vaccines are meant to do. And it does help prevent you and others from getting the illness, the disease, whatever it is. But it's not ever meant to be like, this is 100%. You're never going to get it. Nothing can happen to you if you get vaccinated. And they never, you're never going to get it. It's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be wonderful. Well, no, I never advertised it that way, ever. <laughs> But that's not what a vaccine does. Like, right. again, I, I I had the flu vaccine for years because it was a requirement to go to school. I still got the flu, but I don't now because my body has a pretty high immunity to it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had the flu in years. Um, that being said, I have had COVID post vaccines mm-hmm. and I can say 100% I am so grateful that I had the vaccines because I was poorly like sure. I was not doing well and I had a partial immunity so like I was talking to somebody today who's anti-vax and I was desperately trying not to talk about it because I was like I, I really no, no, just no, 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 no. I don't <laughs> think there's going to be value in this conversation like I like you I really don't want to do this and she was like yeah it was like it was so hard to breathe that I was curious about whether or not I needed to go to the hospital because it felt like, you know, like people who have anxiety attacks, like the feeling of an elephant sitting on your chest. Mm -hmm. She was like, it was like that, but for days. And I was like, Mm. so I had really annoying fevers and a super sore throat and I had bad headaches, like not to diminish what I went through. Like it wasn't fun. But it was nothing right. in comparison to the unvaccinated. And I'm like, genuinely, especially with my immune system, because of my immune disease, like if I didn't have a vaccine, I would have definitely been hospitalized. Like there is no way that my body would have been able to fight this because I'm still a little bit like coffee every once in a while. And it's been mm-hmm. a couple of weeks that Me I've been too. negative. Every, every so often I have a cough and I'm like, dang, you know, like, but I'm just but so this sick the of the, I'm, I'm just sick of the argument of like, you get it equals doesn't work. And I'm like, well, who's, first of all, let's talk about whose fault it is that the vaccine is not 100% effective. And if you ask me, it's the people who have resisted getting the vaccine for literal months. Like, if you get COVID then, and you have the vaccine, then it doesn't work. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, I think we've made our stance pretty clear on the vaccines on this podcast. Clear, I would say. Um, and I'm just going to say, I'm so happy to be recording the podcast again. Um, 
We had a little appreciation moment in our last episode, obviously RIP, it didn't make it, (laughs) Um, but but we're just so grateful. Um, We're excited to start this new year with you guys. We have so much to talk about and also hopefully some changes on the horizon, but we are in a much better space, both of us, to be recording more consistently. And I know I'm so excited to be back in it. I know Emma is as well, so. Yeah, I mean, last semester was truly the bane of my existence. And I, it, I, I die. It I, I think I've, I've blacked it out day by day. It was kind of like that day is over. Let's forget it. Moving on. Here we go. So um, I've gotten some of my grades back. One of them was expected. I'm just not happy with it. But it was that one class that it was just like, oh no. It was just. I mean, I'm, I'm still above GI Bill standards. It's not like I've failed it or anything like that. I'm not. But just not what you wanted. Grade. And it's frustrating because like all of the work I put into that. And I'm just not, I know where my strengths lie and it's not in multiple choice tests. And I've always known that, you know, I'm not a standardized test taker queen. I give me an essay any day. Love that. But I digress. Um, Hi and welcome to the Transcontinental Sea. Hi. Hey, heck in hello. Uh, And welcome. And, And if you're joining us for the first time, if this is your first foray into the TCT. Hello. We're so happy to have you. Honestly, welcome to the team. Um. We we honestly would do this no matter what, but we're yeah. so happy that you guys are with us. And let's get into the episode. Yeah, I okay. think. Yeah, I think that we have, well, we got the inane stuff out of the way. So let's dive into the real content. Oh, and, also, mm-hmm. I'm Hannah. Oh, hey, um, I'm Emma. These are our voices. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, hello. So we're just going to do what we like to call a little tea of the week. Tea of the week. Indeed. All right. I can go first with my tea of the week because it's historical. Right. Unfortunately, we're repeating this tea because it was unfortunately not able to be heard with the masses. But you need to Due to COVID and 9-11, we are where we are. So here we go. Yeah, so... I have had a few different work events that I spoke about in the last episode. Unfortunately, it did not live. So (laughs) I will grace you with my stories once again and kind of interweave um, some Christmas things. Weave your web, Hannah. Bring it I'm so sorry. This is who we are as people. (laughs) This is who we are. Um, (laughs) Don't like it. Please stay. We love you. Please stay anyway. (laughs) Thanks. So... Basically, end of November, we had a work night out. So a bunch of our team came up from London and the people from Cambridge, and we had what we called like an analyst day. Um, So everybody spent the day working together. There were a few different workshops. And then I was responsible for planning a dinner in the evening. Obviously, it was flawlessly executed because I do nothing half I was there when Hannah was planning the dinner. It's true. she, She mooned everybody. She did. The whole bunch. It was cheeky. Um, It was so cheeky. So, yeah, I picked a great restaurant in Cambridge. We all went out, had a delicious three-course meal that we didn't have to pay for. And which we stand. Um, I always want free things. Love that for us. So we had a delicious meal, had a couple of drinks, and then we went to another pub nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right next door. And had some more drinks, had some mm-hmm. chats. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. It was a lot of this was really good for networking. But honestly, yeah. I get on with my team so well. Like, yeah. 
better than I've ever gotten along with a team that I work with. Um, and I think that's because there are no Americans there. So <laughs> what an interesting coincidence that this Venn diagram is a circle. Um, <laughs> so round. So, the roundest. Yeah. Um, love you, Americans. Just like social distancing From at all times. very far away. Um, so far. But anyway, so had a great like first round of drinks. It was getting to like 11, which for me is like, oh my goodness, you're up so late, you little rebel. Um, and I was like, all right, so probably, probably we're gonna, probably we're gonna leave soon, right? right? Pro probably, probably, probably gonna leave. Um, <laughs> probably. So <laughs> incorrect. I was incorrect. So I was standing there, and one of my colleagues was like, I think a few of us are gonna go to a secret Cambridge University bar at one of the colleges. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, so basically I can get you in. I just have to, you know, do a special thing where I sign you in, but then you can get into this no access granted area of Cambridge University. And I was like, are you saying I'm in the life and death brigade now? Because <laughs> in Omnia Paratus, okay? In Omnia Paratus, here we go. Put no, stop mask. me now. No one's stopping me now. <laughs> Don't stop me now. All right, all right. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, I, normally I would be like, no, I'm going to bed, bye. But the, the sense of adventure, the je ne sais quoi inside of me uh, urged me and I heard myself saying, yes. And so off on my adventure, I went. She and skipped. she <laughs> You know, off on the Yellow Brick Road. It was cobblestone because we were in Cambridge. Obviously. Anyway, so <laughs> we go into this bar and it's really cool. It's less cool than I pictured, mostly because I was picturing like a wall safe, like <laughs> opening. And then me like scurrying through. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, some kind of secret bookcase or like there's a... There's like an eye scanner somewhere and, and then like, like, what's the password? And then like a brick door opens <laughs> and it's like, <sighs> yeah. Again, we are professional sound artists, artists. Um, so. Anyway. I love that movie. I watched it for Christmas. Obviously, me too. Okay. Obviously. Anyway, so went into the secret college bar and it was cool. It was, it was great. Um, had a really fun time and i'm glad that i have that story now that i basically got into a room that maybe maybe conservatively over three four hundred years what like ten thousand people have been in mm -hmm, mm -hmm, pretty cool depends. uh pretty cool actually <laughs> so you can so, yeah. say i'm an elite oh my goodness Capital so e. i've i've watched two seasons now of the hills new beginnings oh my god which honestly i stand like it's such a good show it was a good show and it's still such a good show which is nice because usually reboots are like eh. so yeah please don't so i watched it and what the first season though? is all spencer pratt going elite level like elite oh, no. level elite drip like and he's talking a lot about crystals anyway it just made me think of that when you said elite because every time that he was talking about like planning anything he's like we need like the elite package we need the elite level um elite so then cut to my christmas event so my work always does really cool holiday parties evidenced by the fact that we had our summer party at the tower of london 
I thought I had peaked. You know, I was like, my life is not getting better. Sorry, future children. This is the moment. This is the pinnacle. Your birth was okay, but this. Yeah. Je suis arrivé. I am there, oh. you know? So, no, no, no. <laughs> Apparently not. So, wrong I went to my holiday party, uh -huh. which was held at the Natural History Museum in London. It was stunning. It was elegant. It was cool. She was personally escorted by the queen. I was personally escorted by Liz. We had a great chat. She wore a mask, anti-COVID. Don't want to give her anything. Um, but after that, it was super chill. Uh, no, so we, <laughs> Bye, we were, pick me up later. <laughs> Bye, Liz. Love you. Kisses. Sister to the four misters. <laughs> and so we are walking up to the Natural History Museum and it has this huge like sandstone front. So it's really, really cool to walk up to. And one of the guys on my team is from London. He's British. Like, um, and so I was expecting to feel like, oh, and then keep it in because mm -hmm. everyone else would be like, oh yeah, it's just a normal museum. What are you on about? Um, and he leans over to me and he goes, this is so cool. <laughs> and I was like, I know. <laughs> and my team lead was like, are you okay? And I was yeah, like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're absolutely fine. We're, we're just chill. We're just like, mm, chill. Right now. <laughs> we're just like, we do this all the time. <laughs> and Greg was like, we rented out this whole place. And I was like, no. <laughs> so we had a little moment. It was really cool. Yeah. We ate dinner. So we had a three course meal under the whale skeleton. So in the kind of, I would call it like a grand hall, but it's like a central room. Mm -hmm. And there's normally like extra exhibits, but there's side exhibits of like, there's a mammoth bone. There's what looks to be like a velociraptor. There's a giraffe, like mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different huge animal skeletons. And then suspended from the ceiling is this massive whale skeleton. That's where we had dinner. Imagine if it had like fallen during your meal. I'm sorry, all you can picture is a whale crashing onto your table and. Luckily for me, it wouldn't have been onto my table, but yeah, the energy would have changed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... A little different from my <laughs> When we were walking in, um, we were kind of escorted to the the right and then we walked into this like side room that had beautiful wood paneling and i was like oh this is stunning and um a few people asked me afterwards like oh did you see a ton of exhibits and i was like believe it or not not really um they didn't totally let us loose in the museum like night at the museum at. but like lower key ben stiller um, was actually not there Shawnee. he was not present uh i think due to COVID and 9 11 he couldn't travel Probably not. so but we were we were walking in to get like our welcome drinks which is usually like prosecco or champagne um mm -hmm. and i grab a glass and i'm having a conversation with someone on my team and i look past him and there's this massive eagle staring at me and it's like <laughs> the ugliest eagle you've ever seen like it has like a little mullet situation like it's it's a whole thing. And I was staring at it and I audibly went, oh! and like, I was like, did you notice there's a lot of birds behind you? And my team lead happened to be next to me again. And he goes, did you notice over the door when you walked in, it said bird exhibit? And I went, I don't read. I'm not being paid. <laughs> I don't read in my free time. And so let me tell you, it was the, cool, the subway is a nightmare for me. I'm willy nilly. I'm, it's I'm just work. living on a prayer. Okay. Um, no, I had a great time uh, to get to the restrooms. You had to basically go through the insect room, which was cool. Uh, 
but other than that, there weren't that many exhibits that we were party to. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. I had a fantastic time. I danced the night away with my team, which like, it was so fun because it wasn't like gross club vibes. It was yeah. like fun. Was it like you, Faye and I at vinyl kind of dancing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of which, hi, Faye. We love hi, you. Faye, love you. Um, <laughs> apparently, Faye recently started listening to the podcast. She's a friend of mine who lives here. And we're stands. We love Faye. We do. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> speaking of dismantling the patriarchy, uh, yeah, the uh, the night was really good. It was it was a really fun evening. Uh, and then I had COVID, so I didn't do anything for about two weeks. Uh, and to be honest with you, did I miss the outside world? No. Debatable. No. But Emma's going to now jump into her tea. Okay. Oh wait, uh, I had a good Christmas. I spent it with my in-laws. We got out after because we were tested negative for COVID um, and we were able to do Christmas and it was very idyllic and English countryside. Thank you so much. Um, Love you, Jane and John. Hello. How are you? I am officially one of your daughter-in-law's sons, a son, because who who needs one? Anyway. um, Okay. I have like very short teas. I'm just going to combine a few together. One, I played a new game while I was home and I have to tell you it's amazing and shout out to my brother seth for informing me of what this game was because i i know what the games are individually but you group them together in this game and it's really fun okay it's called fishbowl and what you do it's three parts it's catchphrase charades and password so what you do is like you have you need at least four people to play because you're on teams i was we we had let's see josh me mom hal jess we had six yeah six it was girls versus boys so it was three on three and we smashed as the girls i'm just saying and i attribute this largely we were slipping we destroyed the boys and i say mom and i and jazz is actually like pretty good too um that sounds like she wasn't good at it no like she was great like the girls were just she was there we were (laughs) we were heckin wordy like we were a wordy group so we're good at catchphrase and we're good at password because we are good at synonyms and that's important we're good at cinnamons and and other flavors yeah um so it's catchphrase if you don't know is just a game where you have a phrase or you have a word and you have to describe that phrase or word using other words or phrases you can't say the word or the phrase and you can't say rhymes with so you have so like if it's taco, I'd be like, oh well, this is a Mexican delight. We all love to eat it. It's tasty, and you probably would guess taco almost immediately, and so on and so forth. So paired with bell, <laughs> that would also be cheating. I would not suggest doing such a thing. But you could say a fast food restaurant serves these, and everyone regrets it five minutes later, and people would probably guess tacos. So it's ninety eight percent cardboard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I digress. That's the first part, and so I should probably you know, um, prefaces by saying each team writes clues down. You all like put six pieces of paper into the bowl with whatever the words are. You use these same clues for every single part of the game. So it's it's not too hard. So then you get to charades and obviously your teams act out. And so you're timed, right? So you get a minute on the timer per team per player. So like I'll go first, I get a minute and you do everything you can in a minute. You switch teams, so on and so forth. So that adds an extra element of like pizzazz. And so you do charades and then you get to the final game, which is password, which is basically your, whatever your word or phrase is, once again, you have to describe it, but you can only describe it using one word now. So Mm. if it's, it was was hard because to you, your clue would make sense, right? Like, but in everybody else's brain, it may not click that like, 
it, and it's, um, it's a little easier because you've been doing these clues the whole game. So, so like, you have some sort of familiarity. Right. So an easy one, and personally, I still think it's cheating because it was in there twice, was Humpty Dumpty. And so for the past, the, for passwords, you would go egg and people would guess Humpty Dumpty. And so it would go on like that. And it's so much fun. We played twice. We won both times. But I'm just saying, if you have a group, you have to play this game. It is such a blast. And I'm going to tell everyone I know and force them to play because it's my new favorite game. <laughs> and we're doing what I like. So thank you. I like that it's interactive. I like that you like, it, it's loud. You know, it's not like you said, yeah. playing a board game. It's like keeps you moving. And I love that. So anyway, free tip for me to you play fishbowl. So I'll tell you that for free. Yeah. Right now uh, I do start charging after. So yeah. Yeah. Appreciate. Um, so my second tea is that I was on a run during like my stay at home and I started, I started running. The team doesn't know about your new journey. Oh, I mean, it's not, it's sort of unofficial. Like I have an app, but basically I'm starting running again. And my goal is not to do a marathon or anything like that, but I do want to be able to run at least a 5k again which isn't that far it's like a few miles right it's yeah kind of whatever what i really want to be able to do is do the big loop in central park <clears throat> without actually dying without stopping so like that's my big what one. are you running from your problems <laughs> anyone who's running especially if you're me no one runs for fun you run because you're trying to escape something and for me it's feelings so how can i be as sweaty as possible and out of breath while feeling joint pain running mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who was like, this is a great idea. Let's do this a lot. And let's, let's do call it, it a sport fun. and make other people do it. <laughs> I disagree with your choices. But anyway, I was on a run. And I only did when I was home, I think the most I ran at one time would be like a mile and a half. Like, sure, I would just do and I And I, I need to say I have not ran in literal months, like cardio and I, we don't know each other. Like, she sits at the other side of the dinner table and I'm way over here and we kind of eye each other. We're like, hmm, who's that person? Whatever. Not no stake in that. And like, you don't talk. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then this time we were sat next to each other and we had to talk. And that was the conversation it was like, Hey, mm, I'll think about it. So I was on a run. <laughs> this is the whole point of the story. I was on a run. There I was. <laughs> and I, I think like I had gotten, I'd gone like most of the run and I had like decided to just walk one portion of a cul-de-sac just to like catch my breath. Yeah. yeah, let me tell you, once you stop once, you stop a lot more after that. So I once you stop myself. once, it's like breaking the seal on a night out. Like yeah, you so immediately screwed. have to return and yeah. re-return to the toilet every five minutes. Yep. And it was like that. I was like, oh, I'll just keep going. And then I got to the end of the road next and I was like, no, I got to stop again. So whoops. Anyway, I didn't notice that. I guess some car had driven by. I didn't notice. So I'm, I just continue my run and I get probably about like a quarter a mile away from where I had been walking. And I like was still running and I saw a car pass me and I would just, I, I mean, it's a small neighborhood, but it's not so small that it's abnormal for cars to pass you while you're Yeah. Running. So, so you're like, like, okay, right, whatever. It's a car. So then I get to the corner and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna stop for like, till this, I had like 20 seconds left on this song. And I was like, I'm going to finish this song standing here. And then I'm going to finish the run on like a new yeah. song because I will make any excuse to stop. So yeah, I um, am going to just wait until my pulse goes down yeah, 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 two yeah. beats. Mm, Oh, it's very important. I lost count. I'll, uh, I'll shoot, keep waiting. So it's like that. I'm going to wait until the sun gets over there. So I just feel like my energy would be better if the sun were at like so a 90 degree angle Earth instead of like an 85 degree angle. Waiting on you. So anyway, I'm standing there and I'm obviously dying. I'm like, my, I'm like, yeah, I have my hands yeah. on my knees. And I'm like, okay, I got to stand up. This car pulls and stops next to me. And they roll down the window. 
And it's a man. I think we all could have guessed at this point. It's a man. And <laughs> who could this villain be? Oh, but look, male. a man. Um, and so he says to me, like, oh, you can't stop when it gets hard. And I'm just like, I just, like, I, I pause and I just sort of look up. <laughs> and I'm like, it's been hard the whole time. And I'm kind of like, it's before I had intended to leave. And I'm kind of like ready to go now. <laughs> okay, car has stopped. Boy, was this motivating. Ooh. Bye. No, he <laughs> continues to talk to me and he's like, oh, I do live here. And I'm like, no, I'm just here visiting. You know, like I live out of state, very far from here. Don't live here. I cannot stress to you enough that I do not live here. Um, I don't reside here. And nope, I'm just here. And he like introduces himself and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm Emma, you know, and I'm like, I'm ready to like, oh, start Why to did you give the scary stranger in the car your name? Because, like I said, usually I'm pretty good about giving false names, but it was very fight or flight Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> I'm no name geek. I know it sounds crazy, but my parents were like, they were high when they had me. So here we are. What can you do? Um, uh, I'm Havana Kedavra. <laughs> yeah. okay. Havana Kedavra. Okay, it's it's foreign. You don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a pretty brief conversation, but it feels like it's taking forever to me. And so he was like, "Yeah, I just thought I would stop and like offer oh, some motivation." And I was like, "Uh huh." But why? Okay. And like he had mentioned that he had seen me at like the cul-de-sac, and I was like, "Okay, so you've just been following me," <laughs> was what you're saying. That's oh very gosh. nice for me to hear. So. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I go, I gotta get going, so bye. And he drives off. And it's not, he wasn't rude to me or anything, but once again, women are raised to think that we need to be polite, even when we're presented in a potentially dangerous situation. Like, I didn't mention this to my parents because I knew that it would upset them. So I was just like, you know, like, I'm not even gonna talk about it. I, just so you know, because you can't see this, I have cupped my face in stress. <laughs> Because this for me is like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> this is how my murder like, documentary starts. She was on a run. Oh, <laughs> I would love to narrate to that. Run. Put that in your will, okay? Okay, sure. Hannah Any future murder. murder documentaries must be narrated by Hannah. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, it's no choice. White girl with a Tell podcast. my story. This is what Thank I wanted. You. So, anyway, I run off, and he's going the opposite direction as me. So, like, I'm running, and I'm looking over my shoulder, like making yeah. sure that he's not behind me. And I followed you now. Right. Like, so I, I turn to the road that like my house is on and I'm still like, I'm watching, I'm looking around and making sure he doesn't see me because if I see his car, I'm not going to go my, to my home. I'm going to go elsewhere. You know, like, I'm going to keep running. I'm going to like run across the street because the YMCA is right across from my house. I'll just run over there. Go in. Yeah. Go in or I'll like run the loop there just to like be in a public space for a little while yeah. you know so i don't see him i don't see any cars so i go home and i don't see him again as far as i know the rest of the trip but granted after that run i only ran at the ymca at that point like i went to yeah. their loop and did that loop instead so oh my goodness um, anyway that was my one creepy encounter the second one's not creepy it's just like douchebaggy but i was driving home from getting my rental car the day before i was supposed to leave and i hear a charger doing its thing on the highway that they do which is really obnoxious like swervy i have a small penis you know etc <laughs> i was thinking that and i wasn't sure if i was gonna say it <laughs> yeah i'm going to vocalize their thoughts for you so obvious compensation so i hear him and i'm just like whatever i'm in the pass lane because i'm going like 10 50 miles over as i'm apt to do and i as hear Emma does. him as i do i hear him 
and I expect to see him go in front of me. Instead, I see him next to me and I'm like, okay. So I look over and he's just like just <laughs> staring at me and I'm like, I just look at him and then I look away and I like, I shake my head and I laugh at him because I'm like, I'm not the one. There's not a single part of me that's like, gonna look at you and be like, oh, you're in charge. Oh, you're so attractive. I was just like, oh. No. Today is not the day, and I am not the one. Thank you. It was like that. I just looked at him. I was just like, and just kept going. And then he's, of course, sped off because I had rejected his mating call. So, what? a boy go. I did that to my sister so many times. I don't know if she knew what I was referencing, but I'd be like, "Look at this, make all the boy go." She was. You know what I keep doing is the every time I see. A dog sitting up. Look at this distinguished gentleman. <laughs> Look at how he's sitting. Wow. Happy so distinguished. I see that when I see dogs running. I'm like, you're such a happy guy. My friend Tammy, you know Tammy. Yeah. Um, she literally was telling me about that song over the summer and she's like, it lives rent free in my head. <laughs> True. And I can't get happy it out. Deeply. It's there. <laughs> it's dug its claws in and here we are. So like a raven claw, you know? Like like a, <laughs> one could say like a raven claw. And that's anyway. something we can talk about. But anyway, that's anyway. I was practically kidnapped. This is not this is not the first time this has happened to me. So maybe I just like You wouldn't to, believe you know, it. But this isn't even the third time this has happened to her. <laughs> I'm thinking I need to stop wearing the sweatshirt that says kidnappable when I'm running. You know, I, I keep thinking the message kidnap me was a mistake to put on a hoodie <laughs> looking <laughs> back <laughs> at the time it seemed like a wonderful idea but now as I'm at the time it was like oh, what a witty like, joke come over to my car i'm thinking maybe not the brightest and the best idea because like <laughs> i'm just saying the trend is starting to appear to me and there's I'm, blood in the water okay the sharks of reality Nicole is coming from inside okay <laughs> Anyway, um, so now that we have talked about literally everything, let's see, what else, we can, let's see what else we can <laughs> talk about by actually starting this episode. Let's talk about it, okay? Um, <laughs> and we're so excited because this episode is going to be kind of a mishmash, but mostly it's going to be what we're looking forward to in 2022. Mm -hmm. Because who would we be as podcasters if we didn't do a really overhyped and quintessentially trope what's gonna be in our new year new year episode this is the yeah. 2022 episode <laughs> um puns galore Comedic genius <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's let wendy intro us as she does because wendy. we didn't, didn't want to put her out of a job so we were like wendy please come into 2022 with us you silly goose you get over here so She's going to intro us, and then we're just going to talk at you guys. Hope you like that. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. So. So there's something that brings me a lot of joy. Okay. And that is talking about future plans and change. I yeah. am... I'm Hannah, and I am a change addict. Hi. Uh, 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 <laughs> hi, Hannah. 
it's it's nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. The coffee's terrible. Um, so honestly, I I don't know why. I mm -hmm. probably could link it back to childhood instability, but just brushing past that. Um, <laughs> so I I love change. Like mm -hmm. I find that when I'm settled and when I there's like no change on the horizon is when I'm the most anxious. Whereas when I have constant change, I'm like oh. But like in the moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so no, stressful. But I'm like I totally, smiling. I love that because I feel more proactive. I feel yeah. like I'm working towards something. You feel like I you have stuff coming. Yeah, like, I don't like being stagnant. I mean, like granted, when I first moved to New York City, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so new. This is so interesting. I'm so excited. And I still love it here, but now I have other things that I want to do. And I'm starting yeah. to get like anxious, you know, I feel restless. So. Yeah, because you get to that stage where you feel like a bird in a cage where you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to make changes. I need to do new stuff. I need to, yeah. So I, looking into 2022, into the little crystal ball that I have in front of me, aka I don't have a crystal ball in front of me. There's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no prop budget at all. Um, so <laughs> I... I'm looking at career progression. So um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of the things that's important to me and one of the reasons I'm not having kids anytime soon is I'd really like to be stable in my new career. Mm -hmm. um, and I really love my company that I work for. I really love my team. And it seems like that's going to be something that's happening in 2022. So that's uh -huh. what I'm kind of working towards and working towards more of like an established career position because mm -hmm. I, I think it's fair enough like I had to come in more entry level and I had so much to learn and I feel like I have learned so much in the last few months. Um, but I, you know, this is my second career. Like I, I've had a whole almost decade long career before this. So I feel like I want to get to more of that mid-level leadership kind of position. Um, and I want to be able to mentor people because that's something that I really enjoy doing. So that's kind of what I'm projecting and what I'm hoping for in 2022. Um, I'm also hoping that we get our fourth booster and that life comes back to slightly more normal because I'd like to do a little traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Emma's projected change makes me moo. Happy. <laughs> so, muy guapo, as Jim Gunn. <laughs> muy guapo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yes, much to the chagrin of my family. Um, sorry, I'm, darling. I'm so sorry. I know that when I told her this and when my stepdad and I were talking about it, I know how she feels about it. I don't yeah. think she would ever not support me. So yeah, I don't think it's like do this because I want this for you or do like, or I can't be a part of it. Like, I don't think it's like that, but only a Sith deals in absolute as we have said, but my plan now that I'm graduating in May, she's a little graduate. And actually the date is quite nice because it's May 22nd of May, 2022. So wow. So it's like 11, 11. Stars have aligned. <laughs> and if I can't get married on 2, 2, 22, then I guess this is the next best. What thing. am I doing? So, yeah. Um, just jump in my inbox. If you're an interested party, we'll talk. Just at me. Um, if you're I have to see where Mercury's at at the time, but I'm, <laughs> well, I'm we'll interested. Talk. My people will call I'm interested. Yours. Yeah. So, my people. But um, my people being Hannah and that's it. So my vet talk. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Big summer blowout. <laughs> um, so. I will be interviewing here soon, of course, because I need to have a job lined up. And there's a couple of 
and as dramatically drum rolling, because I will be interviewing with two confirmed companies in England, Cambridge specifically. So one of them being Hannah's, which might delay my entry, which is not the goal. Like I'm, yeah. my whole goal is to put down roots elsewhere. Yeah. I don't want to be working towards that because I'll be like 31 by then. And I don't want to force myself to wait on certain other aspects of life. Yeah. Just so that I can get where I want to go. You know, like I'm hundred percent. I need to go where I want to go now so that I can put down roots and start other parts of my life because I'm intentionally not dating right now because I know I'm not sticking around. And, and also men in New York are garbage. It's, so that also. I cannot describe to you the depths of my despair when it comes to New York City dating. It's an absolute nightmare. I understand why the Manhattan Garbage Union strikes so often. Because I there is understand. just so much trash on these there, streets. Like, guys, we have talked about this. Get him out of here. Send him to Long Island. We don't need him here. Get him out. But Get him out. I digress. So that would be Hannah's company specifically. Or... My optimal option, who I really want, is a contracting company that works on a base out in Cambridge. So I think yeah. it's Air Force, but... Yeah, so I used to work on the same base, um, and I am very excited for Emma for a multitude of reasons. One, and actually this is like a deep moment, so maybe we'll bring in deep moments for 2022. <laughs> we'll probably give him a cute name, who knows. Um, but deep moment, I was thinking the other day and I was texting Emma about this, like, I really don't have many close, close friends. I have a lot of people I'm friends with that like, if I saw them on the street, I'd be like, Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. That I didn't get along with. But I think I'm just such a connection person that not to sound too LAE, like, Oh, I need the energy to be I right. need to like, but be vibe with them in person. I just need to make sure my crystals match their crystals. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> don't even get me started on rose quartz. <laughs> so no, but like, I, I really, I have a few people in my life that I think I could spend more time with that they would become a close friend, but I don't feel that connection to them. So to me, it feels inauthentic mm -hmm. to pursue a deep relationship yeah. with them beyond just like we catch up every once in a while and we enjoy each other's company. But like the people that I feel like truly connected with like close, close friends, mm -hmm. it's a very short list. It's Emma and like one other person. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, of course my best friend is my husband because that's how I wanted my life to go. Like I wanted to marry my best friend. Um, <laughs> what you didn't see was I pantomimed a large wink towards that. Like, sure, 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 sure. Right. Um, no, but genuinely, like, I think it's really important to marry someone who you can do everything with, who like mm -hmm. you get along with, like a best friend, rather than marry someone who you think is hot. Because yeah, definitely. Well, that's not sustainable. And we all know that. It's not. Um, but anyway, like I was just reflecting the other day on in terms of girlfriends. Like I don't have that many girlfriends, and I was. I was thinking and I'm like, I honestly am so excited that Emma is coming this way. And even if she doesn't end up, you know, right next door to me, although, you know, um, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I'm going to reap the benefits of her hopefully large budget and uh, enjoy <laughs> her Cambridge <laughs> apartment. Um, Come but on <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, wine and vegan cheese is my future. Um, Sorry for the vegan cheese in advance. It tastes terrible. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I won't be eating it. Hannah, feels I like. have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I was just thinking like, honestly, I can think 
a very few people who I want to spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. And it does make me a little bit sad in some senses because it's like, wow, like if I right now was like, hey, I want to go get coffee with a really close friend. There's like two people that I could call and one of them doesn't live here. So, um, and Zoom coffee is not good. Not the same. Not the same. You can't even clean uh, cups. What's the purpose? Did you know, according to etiquette, you're only supposed to raise your glass? Yeah, when you I know. You're according not to the that, that clear episode that we watched. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that. Yeah, Miss Harris, letting us know. Um, um no one's but, ever gonna do that. I love that he tapped because I automatically do that out of habit. Like you clink and then you tap because when you take shots, you clink and then you tap the table and then you take the shot. Do you know what that comes from, though? No. So at least. In the United States, the majority of that is a Mexican influence, which is hilarious that people don't know that. But <laughs> because of the you know the irony is strong xenophobia. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so it's it's a Mexican toast that goes arriba, abajo, al centro, al dentro. Oh, funny. so it's you basically you lift the shot glass up, down, down, which is where you tap it, and then you go into the center with everybody else, and then inside is al dentro. Yeah, so you take the shot. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it's just like I have to like one of my. Oh, my family, we clinked old fashions or something. And I automatically did that. And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the excite because there's a part of me that like really resents not towards Hannah, but just the situation that we're in that I can't be a part of certain things. Yeah. Which like I, I like my position in her wedding would have been different. It would have been a whole like, different situation if I had been there and the decision she made, I'm not offended by it. I wasn't upset by it. It made sense. And it was like a person who I felt also deserved to be in that position. But I do think that it's, it's, it's just frustrating when you're so physically far and you are forced to make decisions based on that. So it'll be nice to not have to do that anymore. Well, and like Emma and I are both, as much as we have like wild harebrained schemes, we're very realistic people. Mm -hmm. And we both know that in our future, when we want kids, we want to be able to raise those kids and like have a close relationship. Like I don't want to have to see her every two years when we can afford to go to the States. Like that's not a fun time for me. And like, I know she wants to be in my kid's life as much as I want to be in her kid's life. So um, I'm saying kids singular because that's all I'm committing to. Um, (laughs) The child and or children, depending on who has more than one. It probably be me. Yeah, I'm like, I will say one. And then if we get to two, then I liked the first one. Um, So good. Good job. One at a time. Um, You're going to get twins just to spite you. Oh my gosh, I'll die. No, but that's great because then I'm like, I only had to be pregnant once. <laughs> <laughs> we still have to give birth twice. <laughs> Sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's just so many things, mm-hmm. like there's so many experiences that she and I have had to do separately. And it's going to be exciting for us to be able to to have those moments more extended. Like the trip that we took to Copenhagen, we loved. We loved. But things like that are very few and far between because of our our distance and also because of our schedules like we've never lived in a place where we could like hang out weekly apart from when we lived in california yeah like we didn't we've never we never lived in that situation since and Mm -hmm. for me at least i really like i love emma so much that that closeness really calls Mm -hmm. to me especially as i'm getting older and i have fewer surface friends Mm -hmm. um i don't i just don't have time for it like i don't enjoy 
chit chat. I don't enjoy like the about like how your week was like, to be honest, if we're not going to talk about deep stuff and we're not going to like really, really thoroughly know each other, I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to give you because to me, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like you're not going to be someone who's going to be there until I'm 80. So like, why am I spending six hours trying to bond with you mm-hmm. when I don't feel that close to you? And like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I mean, I'm comfortable leaving behind the people that I love here, not because I don't love them. I don't want to be around them, but just like my priorities have changed in the last, I don't know, five years, you know, like, and my intention at New York city was a goal and I met that goal and I love it, but I have new goals and that's not me dismissing old goals or saying like, I regret them by any means. No, of course not. Like I love this decision, but I just feel like I lived, like I wasn't miserable. I'm not miserable here. Like I was in Georgia, but I felt called there to go somewhere else. And so I did. And that's how I feel here. And I don't think you should downplay how important it is that you achieved exactly what you wanted to do in New York City, which was you wanted to finish uni. And that was something that was really important to you, not only to have the living in New York experience, but also to finish your degree. Um, And you're going to be able to use that degree. Like, that's super exciting. And I think, yeah, for anyone who would diminish that, like, you don't understand goals then because once you accomplish the goal like you can't keep the same goal <laughs> like you have to you have to form new goals um and i personally am just super excited to see where this year is going to take you because i think um aside from you moving here uh <laughs> it is going to be i think it's going to be a really monumental year because mm-hmm. you know i'm sure people can relate to this the first time that you enter the workforce again or the first time that you enter the workforce in a place where you're in a position of control instead of you know you're dependent on someone or you are dependent on a system like how we were in the military like you have power and that is a really cool monumental moment mm-hmm. um and getting to use the thing that you work so hard for you know getting to use the degree that you spent so many hours sweating over a hot keyboard for um <laughs> it's my mac exciting. has overheated quite a few times it's true it's very it's exciting Ow, spicy um yeah, I I love my family and I'm always sad when I leave them because I love them. You know, I'm like, I'm so happy I was around you. But the reality is I'm never going to live where they live again. And I'm comfortable with that because that's not what I want, you know. And I think that they've come to the point of acceptance with that, you know. It's hard for them to think of me living so far away because right now I'm just a 10-hour car drive away, which I think to me is still very long and far and difficult, you know, like – So yes, flying to a new continent will also be difficult, but I know that deep down they support what I want and they would never want me to make a decision because of them or for them. Well, and that's the other side of the coin is like, it's really easy to say like, oh, my family wants me to stay so badly. And it's definitely something that I confronted when I moved, but I looked at the opposite side and said, well, what would they feel if I made all of my life choices to make them happy? And at at the core of it, they wouldn't want me to do that. They wouldn't want me to resent a dream not being chased or, or in my case, I feel a destiny not being met because, you know, I was afraid to upset my family. Like now on the other side of it, my family's very happy for me and they can mm-hmm. see that this was totally the right move, mm-hmm. but it feels hard. And I think, the biggest thing is the mindset. Like I had to tell my mom several times that I was like, 
me living here is basically the same distance as me living in California. And that was hard for you, but it wasn't unfathomable. So you just have to get yourself through the mindset of, you know, moving abroad and get to this is the distance that you live from me. And I can cope with that because I know that uh, you will fly back and see me at this interval. Um, And for me, that was a lot easier than it probably will be for you because you go home more frequently than I did. Um, Because I lived in Texas, which is very far from my home state, Ohio. Um, And so I went home like once a year. And so I only go right now. I only go home for major holidays. So yeah. And, and, and so it wasn't that different for me. Whereas I think for you, it will be a slight bit more of adjustment just because Mm -hmm. you went home for holidays, whereas I went home for one holiday. So I think it will just be getting to that pace of like, okay, so every year, like we're going to Ohio next year before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, so we go basically every other year is the plan. Mm -hmm before Christmas. And then ideally my family comes here every other year, but if not, like we work as we go, but that's the plan. It's like, you know, I'm not going to spend all of my time flying back to a place that I didn't live in right? because financially and time-wise it's just a waste, but spending really good quality time with my family before a holiday is great. And we want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the most difficult thing is when the realization that I'm going to have children that don't live near them. And that's going to be very difficult for them because they want to be involved in their grandkids' lives. And I don't, I understand that. I can sympathize with that. And all I can do is when it happens, make them as involved as I possibly can with like frequent video calls, visiting them, you know, making sure the kids know them, even if they don't get to see them. Like, I don't want my kids to be strangers to their grandparents, you know, so meeting them when they're infants and then making sure that they're there for pivotal moments. That's important to me. You know, I want to include them in that. I don't want it to feel like, oh, they're their grandparents, (laughs) but they're like way over there. So we don't do much with them. You know, I would hate for them to feel that way. So yeah. Um, And I think you have that option as long as you make smart choices, which is what you're talking about doing. Like, I plan to do the exact same thing. Like my parents will be involved in my kids' lives. And uh, <laughs> my children's existence. Yeah, in my children's Singular, existence. Plural, That's a good way to say it. Um, you know, like it just may not look traditional. how it traditionally yeah. looks in a very myopic Ohio well, sure. mindset. Like, well, like and, my- I, and I think that people forget that this is not the first time that this happens like especially when you talk to like external people so not like close family but like aunts uncles things like that Mm -hmm. they're like oh i could never imagine that i'm like i'm really not the first person to do this and people (laughs) successfully navigate this (laughs) this happens all the time all the time (laughs) like it's really not difficult about it if i live in the city it's not like you can come out to them all the time either so it's like it's still video calls it's still making sure that you come to me on the first birthday or i come to you for first christmas or something like that you know like there there would still have to be compromise and sacrifice so to me it's not any different it just feels different because it's a different continent so to you maybe it seems harder and it is it's literally further but what if i had decided to work in san francisco you know like it's in the opposite direction just as many miles so and and it's that mindset it's it's a distance thing not a love thing and it's not impossible it just requires scheduling right and i mean realistically i was never going to move back to ohio so even if i was pregnant you're not going to find me there and 
they have another daughter there who will have a husband and children that are close by. And so hopefully that sort of eases that pain and bridges that gap a little bit. And my brothers both, well, Seth lives in Texas, but Josh and Olivia live in West Virginia. They're only four hours away. So it's not like they have no access to grandkids ever, you know, like when yeah. it does happen and become a reality, but that's like way in the future, not even a yeah. concern. I have to think of like 10 miles ahead versus 10,000. And yeah. It, right now it's just getting a job in Cambridge and or London, one of the two. So, and honestly, I'm just so excited because I feel like we have so many experiences that mm -hmm. we're going to have. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and just, yeah, I'm super excited for you coming here. Um, I already, I was, I saw Faye today at church and I was like, so Emma's moving here. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I've talked to Luke a lot about it. Um, and he's kind of mourning the loss of his wife because he's, he's aware <laughs> so, that <laughs> Luke, it was he's so like, to know you. <laughs> he literally looked at me and he goes, so I'm just like, never going to see you. And I was like, don't think of it like that. <laughs> I, I sleep here. What are you talking about? Except when I'm sleeping there, I sleep here. So like, it's not, it's it's not any just different. Like every other day besides sleepovers. <laughs> Hello. Um, it's the same. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's almost hard to like imagine it because when we lived a decade ago, when we lived in California, this is what we did. We went, we hung out every single day together and that helped us forge the relationship that we have now. It was necessary for the longevity of the relationship because yeah. seeing each other and there was a while, a gap where Hannah and I, like, we were still like, we loved each other dearly, but we didn't talk that often. And it was no. very like difficult for us to like converse with one another. I would still say like Hannah is my best friend, but it was one of those things where it's like, oh, she's my best friend, but she's like gone away or whatever. You know. And it wasn't really until 2019 or 2020 when we like reestablished like, no, we need to talk like way more often. We need to be much more involved with each other because this is a relationship yeah. that I really value. And yeah. I worry about us like distancing from one another. So it was an intentional effort, which I think all relationships require, but. Yeah, it was a choice I think we both made where we went do we want to kind of let this drift into the ether of like, I'll text you every other year and see how you're doing? Or do we want to put in the effort? And we both decided to put in the effort. And I think there there is a chemistry that you feel with certain friends that you don't have with other friends where, mm -hmm. let's call it like a twin flame. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to mission gun Kelly, it, we could. <laughs> wanted to call it a twin flame, you could. Um, no, but it's just this connection that you feel where you, not only understand them to such a deep level, but you crave their participation in your life mm -hmm. at a higher level than you do other people. And maybe I'm saying that as an introvert and that doesn't strike a chord with extroverts, but like for me, there's very few people that I'm like, oh, I want this this person around all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what 2022 has for us. Um, I'm not going to say anything about COVID because I ate my words in 2021. I was Mama. like, ah, we're done. Yay. We did it. Well, no. uh, they were not done. <laughs> yep, yep. That's me. Bet you're wondering, wondering how, how I, got I got here. I mean, yeah, Hannah and I both had the COVID me for a second time and me it, for the very first time. <laughs> it did suck. It sucked a lot. And it sucked a lot. Get vaccinated, get boosted. Love that for Thanks. you and for us especially. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, so yeah. Um, Hannah and I have also discussed sort of like we one. I think both of us agree because we talked about it before. We don't make resolutions because it no sets resolutions you up are stupid. Fail. Well, and also it puts this weird marker in time where if you don't do something by X date, you've like failed. Right. And I think that that's just not helpful. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe for some people it works to give themselves a time constraint, but for me, it makes me defiant and it makes me not want to do it because I'm feeling pressure, which is self-inflicted pressure, but it's still pressure. Yeah. And I think resolutions are very much so like a societal construct that... I just think it's like a super slippery slope from resolutions into diet culture. And Mm -hmm. if you want to argue with me... Google hashtag me. New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I mean, what the primary one you're going to see is I want to lose X amount of pounds, right? This like, is it. And like you're, you're one goal away. You're like, maybe you start on like a super healthy path and you're like, I want to focus on wellness or I want to further my career. About 20 minutes later, you're like, and I wouldn't mind losing 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it gets there yeah. really quickly. Yeah. <clears> I mean, so I talked to him about this. I started running because I'm trying one. I had no time and people will tell me like, if you want it, you'll make time. And like, that's just when you're an adult with a job, three jobs in my case, and you're in school, it's not viable. You have to prioritize. And that's a harsh reality. If you're an adult you're with one job and any sort of social obligations, you have no time, let alone if you difficult. have children. Mm-hmm. Dear God, I am not, I'm not imagine. emotionally. So like more power to you, I guess, if you're taking if you're like really let's say you sacrifice an hour with your husband to go to the gym instead like that's your prerogative i'm not judging you that's totally fine what bothers me is when i say like i'm so exhausted i've had a 14 hour day i'm going and i have to yeah i have to count transporting i can't just drive to my gym i have to take subways and there's transfers involved and i can't just leave my cds are (laughs) in his truck truck. and so i'm not gonna go to a class from you know 8 30 to 9 45 go to my internship go to another class until 8 45 p.m and then go to the gym i'm just not going to do that it's and not going to happen on my weekends i'm studying i mean i i don't think i had a social life whatsoever in yeah. the last semester because i was on my thesis or i was studying for my classes because i had you were still so heavily involved with the veteran association like yep. you have just handed over your golden scepter um i mean te- i mean symbolically I'm still holding it. I kept the gold. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to hold this. You take this one. It's silver. Is that a plastic pipe? Yeah. Yes. It's a, P- it's a P- PCP, PCP pipe. PCP, is that what it is? I don't know. PVC, PVC pipe. PCP, PCP is a drug. Is a drug. <laughs> I mean, who am I? It's us? a PCP pipe. <laughs> I can see colors. <laughs> I can always see colors. I hate to inform you. It's something I can always do. But. Thank I can hear colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just who we are. Welcome uh, to the podcast. But I digress. Um, yeah, I was quite, quite, quite busy. And this is, I went to the gym for the first time and like, I feel so guilty because I pay so much for my gym and I love it so much, but yeah. I just didn't have the time. And I had made it a point this year, not as a resolution, but just now that I have the time to get more active. And there's yeah. a part of me that wants to assign a number to that because like, yeah, once it's, a, it's an absolute and it's easy and it's a goal. Right. But one, I don't own a scale. So even if I do lose the amount of pounds that like, I, I'll never know, own a scale again. I, I have no idea. Like I could lose 20 or I could only lose five and maybe I'll feel so much better, you know, but as yeah. it stands, I'm not comfortable physically. I'm not happy with how I look. And I had to really sit there and think like, why do I want to do this? And I told my mom, I feel guilty sometimes because I preach on this podcast about like loving yourself at every stage, doing things for the right reason in rejection yeah. diet culture. And I have to be so careful as a person with the disorder and eating disorder yeah, to make sure I'm eating enough and making sure I'm giving myself space and room to not be the quote unquote perfect fitness influencer. And for your body to change over time. Mm -hmm. Like 
I've noticed that my body has changed dramatically over time. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself, like, you haven't been an adult who is not in active eating disorder mode for longer than two years. Like, it was not that long ago that you were still actively in your disorder. So, like, this might be what your body looks like now, you know, mm -hmm. coming out of disorder that's probably a year to two year process just to reset your body mm -hmm. and then longer for your body to adjust to that. So like, you know, I don't know what my arms look like. I know now, but like, I don't know what they would have looked like if mm -hmm. I didn't have an eating disorder and giving your body space to go. And we're almost 30. So maybe mm -hmm. my arms look different now than they did when I was 20. Mm -hmm. Like your body is going to look different. And, mm -hmm. and this is something that Emma and I do regularly, which is, it's really helpful. And I think if you have an eating disorder, like I would really recommend this is find someone who's your accountability buddy, who you can go, hey, this is my mindset on this. I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking. And if you see something, say something like mm -hmm. if you see something that is not healthy, like I told Emma before I started the Pilates thing, because I was explaining to her what I wanted to do. Um, because it's really, really easy to talk yourself into a diet, to talk yourself into um, you know, restricting or over-exercising, especially if you're someone who has an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Well, when I first started, I was <clears> at <throat> home and maybe it was just PMS because I finally, I'm on my cycle now and it's been so, it's so random. It was like on the 15th and then it was on the 10th and now it's on the first and like your body just does what it wants to basically. And for a woman, your cycle could be so unpredictable. And so I don't know if maybe I was just like really bloated because I got back home and even though I was like PMSing, I looked at myself and I was like, oh, I'm not like dissatisfied with what I'm seeing. But for whatever reason, when I was in Ohio, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, oh my God, like I feel so big. I feel like gross, you know, like I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing and I don't know what, what it was. I was definitely dehydrated. Maybe that was part of it, but. I don't know about you, but I also find holiday settings really triggering. Definitely. Like I have a lot of memories about feeling uncomfortable and I generally feel more uncomfortable around the holidays, like around Christmas than mm -hmm. I do during the year. I don't know. I think it must be like previous eating disorder mindset, like being around my family and like hoping to be thinner and like mm -hmm. hoping that, you know, I wouldn't eat too much or like overeating and realizing that I ate too much and then, you know, purging and, and thinking like, oh, uh, I need to work out while I'm here because I can't sit still. Like I can't just enjoy this moment. Um, because I'm getting, I'm gaining weight as I'm sitting here. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I have found being in Ohio and being in like holiday settings to be very triggering yeah. because it's associated with memories, not because of anything specific in the state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a time when you're more indulgent, I think automatically. And so that definitely plays a part in your thought process. And I remember when I first was like, okay, I need to address this. There's a part of me that wants to go like now, 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 make it happen now, make it happen fast. And yeah. I had, I had to sit back and be like, I want to do this healthily. So I need to make sure that I'm eating enough. I don't count calories <clears throat> or anything like that. I try nope. to eat intuitively. So if I'm not hungry, I'll stop eating. And I've been eating slower to try to listen to my body and be like, when am I actually full? I don't want to be that person anymore who like I eat because I hate wasting food, you know, like what yeah, I see Luke if I have that if I have half a piece of bread left, it's hard for me not to finish it, even if I'm full, because I'm like, it's only half a piece of bread and I'm just like wasting it. I hate that. Sure. But 
I started eating slower because I noticed I would eat too quickly and then I'd be like either super full or I would overeat because of that somehow. So, well, and I don't know why, but the Navy for me is like prison. Like the eating habits that I developed in the Navy have been mm -hmm. so hard to shake. Like mm -hmm. you're trained to eat really quickly in boot camp, and people right. think for some reason that that goes away. You have no idea the kind of mental conditioning that goes into you in boot camp. Like I to this day eat so quickly. And like, mm -hmm. I, I think to myself and I'm trying to actively like slow down because if I don't think about it, I literally I eat like it a prisoner. Like conscious, you hover yeah. over your food and you just shovel it in in like four mm -hmm. minutes. And you're like, what? But it's because we were taught to work through lunch breaks. We were taught, you know, get rid of your food quickly. Like there was no like enjoying a meal. Mm -hmm. Like it's very European to eat a meal, sit, sit talk sit mm -hmm. and then get a drink and talk and sit and then eventually maybe you want dessert and talk and sit but you're like you're really enjoying each other's company along with the food and that is not at all what i have been inculcated into in terms of food culture mm -hmm. um that's not what's been inculcated into me in terms of food culture like i have been taught you know eat quickly get it done like Bop, 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 bop. next thing next thing next thing and it's like mm -hmm. slow the roll yeah but anyway <laughs> yeah um i made sure that i was like it's hard for me to not automatically go oh i'll just get rid of it because that's the easy way to do it and i have so to easy. i have to like it comes to mind and it's tempting and i have to sit there and be like no i have to consciously like tell myself not to go do it and force myself to do something else to distract yeah. myself because otherwise I'm going to do it. I say the most unhealthy thing I do is I take a pill sometimes that is meant to curb appetite. Like that's its whole purpose. And I don't take it every day. I don't take it because I need it, you know, like, and I, I'm, it gives me a ton of energy. Basically it's just, it, it feels like a caffeine pill to me. Mm. Like it just gives me a ton of energy and I get a lot done, but I do eat less as a result. And so I have to it really make like, sense to me that it would be a caffeine pill, actually, because if you think about how your body behaves after you have a cup of coffee, you tend yeah. to be less hungry. So right. it makes sense to me that it's, it's actually it's, a it, but it's pill. like an excess of it, basically. And so mm. I don't let myself take it every day because yeah. I will become addicted to that and I'll feel like I need it. So yeah. I, I, I didn't take one today. I took one yesterday. I didn't take one today. And at this point, it's too late because if I took it at 1 p.m., I'm not going to be tired until like four in the morning. So yeah. You know, um, and during the school season, I kind of accidentally intermittent fast because I'm so busy. And so that's something that I'm like, I don't do that on purpose. Do I need to address that? I don't know if it becomes a problem, maybe. But I digress. Going into this new year with this whole like, I want to be active and I want to look better, in my opinion, better and feel better. You know, I have to be so careful. The way I was last year when I was in the summer semester and I was able to work out pretty frequently, I was happy with that physique, you know, and that's sort of the goal. I don't know what I weighed. I do know what my lifts were and that was what I was happy with. And that's kind of like where I sit. I know what I can't look like and I'm realistic about that. You know, like I, I, I don't care what I weigh. I don't care what size I wear. It's mostly just like an aesthetic to me. And like I told my mom, I feel guilty about that because it feels like I shouldn't want to look a certain way in my own body because I talk about, how it can be dangerous like that culture is dangerous and so it's kind of like a it feels like i'm on a tightrope sometimes and i have to make sure i'm not leaning too far yeah. one way or the other so and i think it is balance like there is a certain amount of 
you need to love yourself where you're at. Mm -hmm. But there's also a space for actually, I prefer to look this way, where it's natural for your body that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for example, if you are a person who doesn't work out, and you're like, well, actually, I kind of like to start working out on whatever terms that looks like, whether that's taking a walk, because for some people, they don't walk that much, like, Mm -hmm. or that's like a fitness regime where you're sticking to workouts that are pre-planned or you're starting to lift weights or you're doing workouts at home, you know, whatever that looks like. I think it, as long as you're coming at it from a perspective of happiness within your body, not being tied to a number, a size or a specific like look, Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's, it's more so I want to be happy and satisfied with where I'm at, but equally, I want to have healthy goals that promote happiness within myself. Mm-hmm. Usually, I think you have to take it day by day and yeah. not look so much at big picture. Like you need to don't overanalyze and obsess, but like confront yourself every morning. Like, well, how do I feel? Do I feel like going to the gym? No. Okay. Then I'm not going to go, you know, like yeah. it's okay to be, it's great to adopt new habits and be healthy. But on social media, you're going to see a ton of posts about like new year, new me, how to become quote unquote, that girl, you know, the one that works out a lot. And is like, and all those girls I have to tell you are from 19 to 23. That's the age range. So if you're older than that, anybody can look good if you're 19. (laughs) It's true. And I mean, like, you don't have to try very hard. Not to say they're not working hard. I don't want to diminish what they're doing in the gym, whatever. But as a 28, almost 29 year old, I have to be realistic about what my body can do you know, like, and where my body wants to go, like, my body doesn't want to be massively thin. Mm -mm. But also my body's starting to carry fat in extra places. And so I need to make space for that in my heart. Like, Mm -hmm. it sounds stupid, but I literally have to make space for myself to look different, where it's not like, oh, I need to get rid of this, or I need to get rid of that immediately. Like, this is now a new part of my body that is different from my old body that I need to learn to have space for. I need to learn yeah. to like it. I think that there's part of me that wants to get out of the States because I feel that it's just so exacerbated here. I mean, like, looksism goes beyond borders. I understand that. There's plenty of girls in the UK who participate in this sort of attitude. Like, no saying that this is a strictly American problem, but I do feel that it's got another, a, a different elevated level of importance in the States than it does elsewhere. It does. And a lot of that is because of the culture of materialism and the importance placed on people to be better than the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is that is not my experience with English culture or with European culture. Um, it's, it's so much more community oriented and so much less. I need to get the next, get the next, be better, be better, be better, be better, be bigger, be bigger, get the, get the more expensive, get the bigger, get the wilder, get the, yeah. you know, all of that. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to dating anyway, all I'm hearing in my ears is what my male coworkers and my male friends tell me what their types are. And I have to actively yeah. put that out of my head when I'm working out because I'm like, I don't want to be the person that conforms to an aesthetic that isn't mine. It isn't yeah. specific to something I can viably do. Like someone tells me, oh, I like skinny girls or I like this kind of girl or that kind of girl, you know, like one, I'm not here to be your type of girl. Okay. Like, yeah, let's all like come together and say, you can take me as I am or don't take me at all. And that's yeah. the mindset that we need to have. And that's what I really try to take into dating with me now is like, if you can't like me at this stage and you only, I, I dated guys when I was thin because I was worried they wouldn't like me if I wasn't. 
Yeah. And I did that for years and we still broke up. So clearly that's not the end all be all factor in a relationship. And that's not what I want to go in embracing. Yeah. And also I would say if you are somebody who's starting a workout program or starting to make some changes in terms of your health, listen to your body. And that sounds dumb, but like you not working out for the day is not a failure. And Emma and I have to tell ourselves that all the time. Like right now, I wasn't kidding about Pilates. It's no joke. My legs are so sore and I won't be working legs tomorrow. You know, if I do anything, I'll do an arm workout or I might let my body rest. But putting your body into jeopardy because Mm -hmm. you think like no pain, no gain, honestly, is such a bad mindset to have Mm -hmm. because you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to push yourself to places that you shouldn't go. And any gains that you have, any, you know, or losses, whatever you're looking for, but any progress that you make is going to be sort of marred by the fact that you're doing Mm -hmm. it in a really unhealthy way. I went to the gym with very high ambitions yesterday and didn't meet them because my body was just like, no. And you have to listen because if you pushed yourself injury, like you're going to be out of the gym longer and then you get anxiety about it. Like it's just not a good space Mm -hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I went, I was like, okay, I'm going to do legs. And these are the exercises I'm going to do because they're what I always do. But I didn't take <clears> into <throat> consideration. I haven't done them in so long. My body is brand new to my body again, basically. Well, and especially with COVID, people don't talk about it all the time. But even if you're vaccinated, there's a toll on your lungs. Mm-hmm. There is a toll. Like, it, it doesn't just like, okay, you're done. You're, you're negative now. Go be free. Uh-huh. Like, I still have, even before I got it again, I had... I, repercussions from the first time I'd gotten it. Yeah. I get winded walking up a flight of stairs still. And I'm like, I'm an active person. I walk a lot, you know, yeah. like, so it's not like I'm just like all the time and I'm just tired because I don't move. Like that's not, it's just because my lungs, I was so yeah. sick and I don't think I even realized how like shallow I breathe when I work out. So, yeah. Um, I had something else I was going to comment on about all of this, but basically the message is, appreciate what your body can do and be mindful about how you feel yeah and if you are thinking i need to go to the gym because i need to maybe reconsider do you want to go is it going to be an effective workout are you excited to go and if you're not take a day off there's no don't be afraid don't be afraid to work out in your house like Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to a gym which was a major mindset change for me you don't have to go to a gym to have an effective workout and Mm -hmm. an effective workout doesn't come in a calorie count it doesn't come with a time restriction it means that you've moved your body in a way that makes you happy and that that has satisfied your need for movement or the need for you to move Mm -hmm. because there is a level like we should be walking every day like we should be moving our body in a healthy way weekly Mm -hmm. um just that is something that our bodies need um and i'm a couch potato um so you know it it does take motivation for me sometimes but Mm -hmm. the point being like you doing a workout at home i've been working out at home for the last few months even though the gyms have opened back up and i feel great yeah and i'll tell you why it's because i'm broke as hell it's because i don't have i don't have money to go to a gym and so I use an app, um, not Spawn, but it's called Fit On, and it is great. It's free. They have like a subscription thing, but I'm like, nah. Um, and and honestly, ten out of ten would recommend. So like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to work out on your terms and following what your body is telling you, because I mm-hmm. think 
it's really, really easy to get into this rut of stereotypes where you have to be doing this workout or you have to be following this program or you have to be eating this diet as well as doing these five types of cardio for it to be a valid workout. I am in a contract with my gym, so I'm stuck paying until I leave basically. So she is list up. Um, and it's hard for me when I'm at home. It's not like it's far. It's just an effort because I have to take the subway. I don't have a car and I can't bike there. So when I'm already in Fordham at Fordham's campus, it's easier because it's a much shorter train ride, <clears throat> right? It's two stops versus five, you know? And so viably when I'm going to go to the gym is during my weekdays because yeah. I have time before class and I have my classes all end in the early afternoon. So now I have time after class. So yeah. when I'm at home on my weekends, I would prefer to go for a run. I'll use my app. And there's a part of me that's like, you need to use your gym, but that's coming from me and mostly from my wallet because I'm paying so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I digress again, because it's what, who am I if I'm not a digressor? Who are we if we're not digressing? Um, just be nice to yourself about whatever your goal is, you know, and don't, we said this last year, I think too, stop setting hard goals because I think you're yeah. setting yourself up to fail when you do that because humans err. It's like our primary, like it's our slogan basically. Yeah. Humans err. So yeah, there's a whole chapter you can read in Genesis about oh. apples, trees, and problems. And look, apples, healthy problems. I'm just saying. <laughs> problems. Rot your teeth. You got a brush. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> anyway, I think that's a good place to close. And I think hopefully you guys are just as excited about 2022 as we are. Hi. I hope that you guys, if you do have goals, that you're setting them in a healthy way. And if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about from those goals or from experiences that you've had, let us know. We will be inviting more guests on as we go. I have a few lined yes. up for ideas that we need to discuss with them. But if you're just a listener and you're like, hey, I have something I'd like to talk about. I have words. Oh, totally can come on. We are totally into guests. You don't have to be, a, you know, a super, you don't have to be a comedian. You don't have to be super charismatic, whatever, you know. We do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I think there's a lot of like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not important enough to be on a podcast or that. Or that. Um, Hannah and I just started one because... And while yeah. we do have an elevated sense of importance, yeah, I don't know how factual it is, which pains me to say. But. It's really not that factual. Um, and our therapist will be in touch. <laughs> uh, well, um, thank you guys so much for listening to our, f I guess, well, I posted the mini that may have technically, this is our first recording in the new year. So This is our first new year, new tea podcast. Correct. Um, and we're heckin' excited that you're with us. So and thank you for joining. Look forward to speaking to you next time. I'm Emma. I am Hannah. Oh, that's the tea.